Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Kyler Murray gets more help in the passing game. Rondell Moore. We'll talk about the team's newest playmaker as Moore had the stage all to himself on day two of the 2021 NFL Draft. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 419, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Murray rolls to the right, throws near side to Fitz, caught, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown! Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. So two of the positions that the Cardinals, at least according to the so-called experts MJ targeted, wide receiver and cornerback, and many had the latter as the more needed position. I'll raise my hand and say, yes, I'm included in that category. But with one pick on day two of the 2021 NFL Draft, you can't take care of both of those positions. So the Cardinals, with their second round selection, 49th overall, drafted the wide receiver that everyone thought that the Cardinals needed to have. And it's a Purdue wideout, Rondell Moore, as announced, by the way. I need to give some props to Kelvin Beecham. The Cardinals starting right tackle made the announcement in Cleveland. And now Cliff Kingsbury with a new toy, Kyler Murray with a new offensive weapon. You look at, you know, sitting there at 49, and, and like, like I always tell you, you got to have three or four names there. And it would have been very interesting if Asante Samuel Jr. would have been there. I want to say he went two picks ahead to the Chargers. And because to me, again, receivers is something that, but it, we know how deep it is. And, you know, you only have two picks in, in the top 49. So, you know, it's interesting because if you had to rank the top four receivers right now, Hopkins, Green, Kirk, Moore. So we're discounting Larry Fitzgerald because, well, technically he's still a free agent. And then you've got Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, and it's it's going to be interesting in that wide receiver room because it is top heavy. It's one and one, or it's one, two, I should say. And then after that, I got a whole bunch of question marks. All right, let's talk about more, and then we'll get into some <laughs> of the, the wide receiver room because that was the pick. And, you know, again, I think corner would have been the – not to say the priority, but they did have a need at corner and receiver, and you can't, you don't have two picks, um, so obviously you got to make a decision, and they did that. Yeah, I jumped ahead of myself. Good call, MJ. Let's talk a little bit more about the player, Rondell Moore, five foot seven, one hundred and eighty-one pounds. Though, as General Manager Steve Keim put it, he is short, but he is quote thick and muscled up. He is very stout not afraid of the contacts, and he runs a 4-3-40, had a 42.5-inch vertical leap at his pro day, and a video that is going viral, or actually re-viral, if you will, because once upon a time it did go viral, and now all of a sudden it's resurfaced. He squatted 600 pounds. So this is someone that I think can take the pounding and not afraid of yards after catch, that first contact you got to be able to bring him down because if you don't on that first contact with his speed, he's gone. No doubt about it. And, you know, we talked about a guy like Devontae Smith, like can, can he get off press coverage? You know, when you look at this, 
it really fits what Kingsbury's offense wants. And, and again, we'll get into what happens with other guys. But, you know, we always talk about bubble screens, uh, jet sweeps, um, you know, a quick, quick flare pass in, in the slot where he can take off. If you look at some of his highlights, he gets in the open field and it's hard to catch him. And I got to think, Craig, when it comes to special teams, we've talked about it. They It was a priority in a lot of these receivers and corners. Um, they have return skills, and that's why I was so intrigued with Jalen Waddle. And here, you know, the kick return and punt return, so he's going to be active on game day. We can say that right now. I know it, it's all about in playing in, in uh, Brahms' offense at Purdue has some similarities. We know it's based on coverage and routes, and he said he's going to be a sponge when it comes to hop. So, yeah, but I, I think this is, a, you know, again, um, they got to get as many playmakers as they can for Kyler Murray and you know, this is one way you can kind of try to add some more speed on 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 offense, and then your return game because the return game has been lacking. We know it's more what they do uh, when they you know force fumbles or block punts, but the return game's got to get better. So he's going to be active. And then the other thing I look at, you know, they they say he's a slot guy and based on his numbers, but there's no reason when you go for why you can't line him on the outside. Because again, he got that speed and vertical. You got to take your chances. We know Kyler can throw the ball. I think he's shown it with Christian Kirk a few different times and DeAndre Hopkins, at least from the you know the thirty yard line down the field. And this is where you can get creative if you're Kingsbury, whether you go three wide or four, and whomever is in the slot, or even have more as the outside receiver, and maybe you get some mismatches as far as DBs or maybe a linebacker, but a DB against Rondell Moore that is just not as quick, not as fast as him, and all of a sudden that quick five or seven yard pass becomes a 20, 25 yard gain. And this offense is more efficient as far as moving the football up and down the field. Yeah. And, you know, a guy like Christian Kirk, I mean, he, he's, I think he's going to go in final year of his contract. So he's part of that Chase Evans, uh, I think draft class. So it's, I mean, again, competition in this, I mean, the fact that they drafted a receiver, I'm, you know, I'm, Maybe they thought they were going to do it in the first round. If one, one, if they would have drafted Waddle or Smith or Chase, if they dropped. So they probably felt like it was going to happen. Maybe they were all hoping for a corner. But, yeah, I mean, and then they got a new wide receivers coach in Sean Jefferson, and he worked them out. And so they have intel there. He was on Zoom calls. And so it's going to be interesting. And, and again, not to be redundant, but I'm excited if they, if they can have that rookie mini camp where those guys can get on the field. I, I know it's not going to be the same, but you got to get on the field and go through the reps and make mistakes and get better in the film room. Everyone is pointing to what Moore did in 2018, his freshman season, consensus first team All-American as an all-purpose player, first team All-Big Ten, Big Ten Freshman of the Year. He led all of FBS with 114 catches, tied for eighth with 12 receiving touchdowns. But as he also mentioned, he rushed the football. He returned both kicks and punts. And I think that more than anything to hear, Kime mentioned Jeff Rogers, assistant head coach, special teams coordinator, mentioned that he was high on more. And this team needs to improve both its return, whether that's kickoff or punt, we all thought a couple of years ago that that was going to be Isabella, 
didn't work out that way, and it's been a revolving door the past two seasons as far as who's back there for kickoffs and punts. But if you can settle on Rondell Moore, not only is he going to dress, but now all of a sudden he's active on game day, and you have to use him offensively. That's the way for these guys to get on the field. Be on special teams, and then all of a sudden you're a part of that offense or defense because if you're not playing on special teams and you're not a top-tier guy, well, then you're going to be inactive and you're going to be watching from the sidelines. According to CBS, and I tweeted this out, drafting more will allow Kingsbury to move more into the backfield at times, put him in motion before the snap, providing a defense with a lot of speed to worry about, unquote. And I think that is what Kingsbury wants to do as far as get the speed. Now, this doesn't mean we're going to see, at least I don't think this is going to mean we're going to see more four and five wide. I just think that you can be a little bit more creative. We've seen the emphasis on being more physical at the line of scrimmage, and certainly with the addition of James Conner as a running back. You can, though, I think, mix and match, and maybe, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't come off the field. Maybe you do a little bit more rotation with an A.J. Green, and then you interchange Kirk and more, and then see what Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson are able to give you if they show anything to you this offseason in training camp. Yeah, I don't have a comp, and this guy was a freak at Florida, and he, he was a really good NFL player, played through some injuries, and I don't know. Percy Harvin, you know, you know how they used to use Percy Harvin in Minnesota and Seattle? where you can actually put him in the same backfield as Chase Edmonds. Get him in motion. We talk about it all the time. If, if he's in motion and quick pass, Kyler, one step, boom, off to the races. So, yeah, I, I don't know the comp. I'm sure I can find it. But, you know, definitely a, a lesser version of Percy Harbin where, you know, a kickoff return and a punt return, um, you know, I always say try to get to the 25-yard line. We know teams are kicking it a little bit shorter, just, and then they're kicking it through the end zone. But I think this guy, if he's two or three yards deep, he's going to try to bring it out. Well, Kime brought up Tyreek Hill as far as his wow. stature and the ability to do a lot of different things. I've heard Deshaun Jackson, who was also the 49th overall pick back in 2008 and had a very long career. And then you look within the division, Tyler Lockett, is another name that I've heard when you yeah. talk about Rondell Moore as far as the height, the weights, and just the ability with the football in their hands. However they get that football in their hands, whether it's on special teams, whether that's a handoff, whether that's a toss, a screen, or you utilize that speed and it's a deep shot either down the middle of the field or towards the sideline, but it's all about the reps and getting Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore on the same page. That rookie minicamp, as you mentioned, is going to be huge. Some kind of an off-season program, training camp, to be able to work on that chemistry now as opposed to waiting until late June, early July. They'll have a couple arms in camp, Chris Trevor and Cole McDonald. And, you know, clearly at some point, you know, Cole McCoy and Kyler will come in. But, again, I, I, I just look at and I'm, I agree with you. I mean, I think they learn the hard way trying to go four and five wide. There's a time and a place for it. If you need to get – it's two-minute two minute or four-minute offense, and we know I, – I like the no – Murray offense where you're huddling, you're not huddling, but you're also calling plays from the sidelines. So hopefully they don't substitute. But that's where, you know, four or two minute drive, that's where you can go three and four wide. Because you got to get guys out of bounds. You got to try to get in field goal range. But I do think just getting them on the field. Um, and who knows how, how many snaps he's going to play because we know Hop doesn't come off. And 
you know, you know, AJ Green. We'll see if Keyshawn Johnson has a good camp um, because he's kind of kind of lean like AJ, and he's going to be on the outside. So, uh, you know, the the elephant in the room though is Andy Isabella. Yes, because he was a second round pick two years ago, and if he had materialized and produced and grown as a player as the Cardinals had anticipated, they're not in this position right now as far as drafting a receiver on day two. I mean, that's you would have filled that need and you would have looked elsewhere. So this, I wouldn't say it's an indictment on Andy Isabella, but he's on notice to the point where it would not surprise me, depending on what happens this offseason, if he doesn't make a step up this offseason, I mean, he, I mean, you can say this about a lot of players, MJ, but you know, there is no guarantee that he's on the roster, at least in my opinion, looking from afar, not being in that room and looking at film and being a part of the conversation, but he has to do something. Otherwise there are going to be other people, whether that's Rondell Moore, who now is the fresh new toy. And then Keyshawn Johnson, can he step up? Christian Kirk, who we all love the local product from Saguaro high school. He in the final year of his contract, he needs to show something as well. So those three players, I think, there is going to be a spotlight on them because if they don't show something, they're going to be exiting stage left. I think they'll normally keep six, probably just five on game day, and then maybe uh, try to slide a couple on the practice squad. And we know they're going to bring in some undrafted free agents, some guys that probably have a lot of speed. Uh, maybe they're from a small school and there was no combine, no pro day. Um, no medicals, no background checks, unless they bring them in here, which they will do. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I mean, I look at it, you know, Isabella, you know, I guess they could try to, you know, see if there's a market out there for him. But I, I think you bring them to camp. Oh, I think so, too, because you'll need bodies. And then, yes. OK, and then you're whittling down, you're making the cuts. And then all right. of a sudden, who's your final 53? So that's going to be a talking point. And that talking point, as we're doing it right here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, it started now. And that's and it's not going to go away. Well, you, we could have said it should have started last last year. Because, that's true. you know, David Rye raped about him. And. And again, we watched practice. He was he wasn't body catching. He was catching it fluid. Um, you know, he that definitely caught some deep balls. Um, but it's when he gets in the game. And then when Larry was out, there wasn't a lot of spacing over there when when they're trying to throw it to the right side. He had too many guys next to each other, and that can't happen. So I, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not giving up on Kirk. I, I know that's there. I wa I watch him on social. I mean, he's he's working out. It's just he's been hit with the injury bug, and then the COVID I think really affected him. But I, I think him and Chase, uh, whether Chase is part of the future, which we think, um, they're both know they're going into a contract year, and there's 31 other teams watching. On the wide receivers already on the roster that had been on the roster, and I remember a comment from new wide receivers coach Sean Jefferson as far as basically a fresh start and going in with no preconceived ideas, notions, opinions on who was already on the roster. So they're going to get a fair start, a fresh start, if you will. But I'll say this, because he is the most recent addition and Jefferson worked him out at Purdue, Rondell Moore, as you put it as far as the depth chart, he's ahead of Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson right now. And that's someone that doesn't even know this offense yet. 
Yeah, and that's something obviously, it, you know, a lot of it's played between the years and mental, but he has played in a variation, obviously different, probably a little bit different uh, motion and shifting just based on personnel and the defense. I mean, I, I, I just, when you take a guy in the second round, Isabella, he was active until we found out that maybe he wasn't making mental mistakes in practice, but initially they were trying to give him a role. Here, I just think when you draft him in the second round, we talked about the return game and we talked about how fluid he can be with his versatility and explosive in the open field in Kingsbury's offense. So I put him four right now. I really do. I put Kirk three and I put green and then I put hop. Now two guys that I've always been intrigued with AJ Richardson kind of built like Bolden, but a numbers game. And then Jojo Ward, uh, he flashed in camp. Unfortunately, they had no preseason game. So we're going to see these guys in that third preseason, hopefully earlier. And, you know, maybe if they have a, a, a you know, an OTA or a mandatory camp. Um, again, they're going to be buried on the depth chart, but all you can do is take advantage when you get your opportunities. Well, it's competition. Kingsbury brought it up when he addressed the media after the second round, and that was something that I think every coach likes to have is competition. It's one thing to talk a good game, but now show it, prove it. Starts in the film room and then show it to us on the field. As we talk day two of the 2021 NFL draft as far as what the Cardinals did, what they didn't do, and then what the rest of the division did. More on that in a moment. But I do want to bring up the elephant in the room, if you will, because we talk about availability with all of these players. And I brought up Moore's 2018 season, his freshman year. Well, I bring that up because that's where all the tape is and something that kind acknowledged the quote unquote obstacles that Moore has had to deal with injuries in 2019. It was a hamstring injury last year. He initially opted out, then decided to opt back in when the big 10 decided to play, but then suffered a lower body injury. So Moore has only played seven games the past two seasons. It makes the evaluation much more difficult. Yet at the same time, for me as a fan and someone who covers this team, it's also, all right, well, what do we talk about? Yeah, it's great to have ability, but your ability does nothing for me or us as a team if you're not available. And Morondale Moore has to be available, and he has not been the past two seasons. And that's, that could be an issue for a smaller receiver. I mean, again, does he take those big shots? I mean, I, I think, again, his elusiveness and his explosiveness and getting off press and moving him around, it's going to be hard to tag him. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a situation where, you know, I still think they want to run the football, though, and, you know, we'll see who the five starters are. But, um, like I said, I you know, if I just feel like, those other guys, competitions, I mean, you're talking about somebody taking your job possibly. And then, I, you know, I don't know if Isabella's practice squad guy, uh, you know, those rules, <laughs> you could be in a league, for, I don't know, X amount of years, but, you know, it, it'd be curious to see if he doesn't make the 53 and, you know, where does he land? But uh, I'm going to, you know, like anything, I, and I couldn't agree more, and I'm glad you brought up about Sean Jefferson, the new wide receivers coach, um, clean slate. So, now, when we had, when we talked to Kime and I talked about opt-out guys, and I, I said 2019, here you got to go back to 18. Now, in fairness to their scouts, they've been scouting this guy for three years. And now you go back to the good tape, and then you could see, okay, he's gotten a little bit bigger. Um, his routes are better. Um, he's more aware of what's around him. So there's little things. Um, but, but again, those guys that size sometimes, you know, like Chase sometimes, when Chase gets carried the ball a little bit more, he gets hit more. Like Kyler Murray, 
Yeah, and you got to be able to sustain that. And I think based off 181 pounds, and if you just look at him in his uniform, he does look a little bit bigger, especially in the upper body. And I think that certainly helps. Now, again, we didn't see it the past two seasons, but Sar as being able to sustain, withstand those initial hits and then get those yards after catch. And it was also interesting, Bird Gang, to hear Kime bring up football IQ called more a true student of the game. And what we hear the day before about Zayvon Collins is another guy who is a student of the game with a high football IQ. Two players that the Cardinals believe that will contribute immediately, as in week one, and a learning curve that they don't think is going to be too severe, and especially with Rondell Moore at Purdue and head coach Jeff Brom, they do run similar concepts, so Kingsbury didn't believe that their transition would be too difficult for him, but it is going to be fun to pay attention to figure out, all right, how many places does Moore line up, whether that's outside, inside, even in the backfield, and then what does he do once he positions himself? How much motion, how much moving around is a Rondell Moore going to do within this offense? Well, we know Kyler runs the pistol very well. We know he can run the zone read. He can run the RPOs, which is a run-pass option. And to me, at that point in time, he can just pitch it to him as he's standing next to him and just try to get in the open field. If, you're, you know, if your receivers are able to block and your offensive line is able to contain, I can see him in the backfield when Kyler – and you can run that read option. Kyler's going out. If they want to try to go after Kyler – now, the sidelines is going to be another defensive pl uh, player, so to speak, so they're going to try to force you out. But you can pitch it, and he has the ability to take it up the field. You don't want him going backwards, though. Young guys kind of have a tendency to try to make a play, and he'll learn that as he goes. Quoting Kime, you want to get the ball in his hands and let him create on the perimeter, end quote. So that is something that the Cardinals are getting in Rondell Moore. A very soft-spoken player as we had a chance to hear from him at least via zoom after he was selected with the 49th overall pick didn't have too much to say mentioned that he was comfortable both inside and outside but i thought he did open up when he was asked about his strengths talked about his versatility being able to run past plug run past people and then dynamic in the return game those were his words and i think that is where he will have his biggest impact immediately and then see if he can work his way up the depth chart as far as being on the field on offense whether that's with a christian kirk or in place of a christian kirk playing the slot now craig um it seems like the nfc west has been busy today with wide receivers yeah as you talked about that 49th overall selection the cardinals all of a sudden it became a run of wide receivers because on day one we did not hear from the Rams or the Seahawks. They did not have a first-round pick. In fact, they Perfect. don't have a first-round pick next year either. Perfect. But you look at the Seahawks with the 56th overall pick and the Rams with the 57th overall pick. MJ, they went back-to-back -back wide receivers. Seahawks selecting Dwayne Eskridge. The Rams going with Tutu Atwell. Two players, by the way, that you had on your big board. Yeah, one's a big physical receiver, and the other one weighs about 155 pounds. <laughs> yeah, Craig, Eskridge out of Michigan is the uh, bigger back, and yeah. then Atwell is uh, a little bit smaller coming two -two. out of Louisville. Yeah, 2-2. Two -two. Um, I'll say this. 
I, we talked about this and you look at the Cardinals and yes, they've added, um, you know, more Rondell Moore, but if you looked at Seattle, it was DK Metcalf and Lockett. Okay. And then you look at the Rams, it was really Cooper cup, Robert Woods. Now they did add Deshaun Jackson and we know he can fly. And then you look at the 49ers, Brandon, IU, Debo Samuel, and you know, maybe they'll get a, a guy back that's been on IR. So it, it's, it's kind of top heavy in, if teams, you know, we know that the the, the Rams probably going to go a lot of eleven personnel, twelve personnel, two tight ends. We know the the Seahawks they're going to try to run it and then throw it over your head. So for the most part, it's like, you know, I, I think the Cardinals. I wouldn't say they stack up because those guys have been proven. You know, we're getting AJ Green on the second tail of his career. I mean, DK Metcalf's trending in the right direction. Lockett, Tebow, uh, Ayuk, you know. Jackson's on the other side, and then you look at Woods and, and Cooper Cup, who I think is one of the best slot receivers in football. So, you know, I, I, I think in the offseason we'll go through positions and, you know, where do they rank in certain categories. It doesn't really mean anything. It's a team game, but you can kind of see where they're judged uh, when it comes to the NFC West. Yeah, wide receivers, and we're going to be paying attention to how this played out. Picks numbers 49, 56, and 57 as far as the wide receivers. And it's reminiscent of what happened two years ago with Andy Isabella and DK Metcalf. I'll say that right now. Get out in front of this story because it's what everyone is thinking. It's what I thought immediately once I saw that the Seahawks and Rams went back-to-back wide receivers because now all of a sudden it's not a large gap as far as between selections, but it's something that you can compare as far as, uh, oh, what should have been or what could have been. Yeah, details. Um, yes. <laughs> now, I have to bring this up. They passed on him twice. They passed on Russell Wilson at least twice. They, they wanted Bobby Wagner. Um, you were at the combine, one trick pony, coming out, had a neck injury, wasn't productive in college. But I, I, again, Russell Wilson, give him a ton of credit. Um, now, you know, a little silver lining for me. Byron Murphy was 33. And what was Andy, 62 or something? That sounds about right. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it might have been in the late 60s. Yeah. Yeah, or early 60s. Yeah. So, anyways, again, you can't miss on these guys. We all know it. And that's the reason why they drafted Rondell Moore today. Bird Gang, as we continue here following day two of the 2021 NFL Draft Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We opened up the show talking about the two positions that the Cardinals, at least going into the draft, that we all thought needed to be addressed, wide receiver and corner. Well, they took care of wide receiver with the addition of Rondell Moore, but you do look at that corner position. And for those that joined us after day one, of the draft mg i said it was imperative i think that was the word i used that the cardinals come away with a corner here on day two that did not happen and i don't know how that might have transpired at the board ahead of them shook out a little differently because before the cardinals picked at 49 three corners came off the board ty tyson campbell the first pick of the second round drafted by jacksonville And then you had the Cowboys going with Calvin Joseph with pick 44. And then the Chargers at 47, two spots ahead of the Cardinals. Asante Samuel Jr., who I know was a big name that a lot of Cardinal fans wanted to have. And we're hoping that maybe he would fall to 49. No guarantee that the Cardinals would have selected him with that 49th overall pick. But Kime was asked about the corner position and said, look, we stuck to our board. 
and he mentioned it the day before that you don't want to reach with the pick and it certainly sounds like they would have reached if they went corner here in the second round i'm confident saying if samuel was there they were going to take him okay he talked about him on the radio today now he's a little bit different than these six foot one six foot one or six feet corners he's 511 um physical uh, place you know kind of like his father when he was in the league um, played at Florida State. Again, he's he's much thicker in the lower body, so and he's willing to come up in press coverage and also in the run game. I, I I do think they would have taken him, but you look at what they gave AJ Green, Craig. You know, three years could make six, um, and then you know Rondell is, uh, Moore is going to be on a rookie contract. So and they weren't going to go out and spend twelve million dollars on a free agent wide receiver. So you could see that they're paying Hop a lot of money. Christian Kirk's on on his rookie contract. Isabella's on his rookie contract. Moore is going to be on his rookie contract. So um, I have no problem with the move. If if Samuel was there, though, I would expect them to pick him. Yeah, and it's when you're doing this and you're judging things from the outside and you know full disclosure we don't watch all the film the all 22 we don't have these zoom meetings we don't get to know the players the draft prospects so it's easy for us on the outside say oh just take this guy take that guy he did this he did that but you don't know and kaim again brought up how much of a character person the character traits that Rondell Moore showed and that means something to these teams because you're investing not only draft capital but a whole heck of a lot of money that you hope that you're getting these guys for four five six seven years and you're signing them to a second contract so this all plays a factor and for us it's just sometimes you look at highlights and you read draft reports or mock drafts and say oh they should have done this they should have done that so if they're true, and I got no reason to believe Kime was not, that they stuck to the board and the highest player remaining on their board was Rondell Moore, well, then that's what you do. You select Moore, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, when it comes to Samuel, just the whole background with his father, um, and, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, their father played in the game, Joe uh, J.C. Horn. So, to me, he's he grew up around it. So, I, I think he could have been a guy that came in here and just learned, uh, you know, from, you know, some of those DBs, um, you know, obviously Murphy's young, and then you look at Alford, but Buda Baker. So I think he would have been a guy. Uh, and and, and Kime actually used this reference to what he, he comped and traits Gerard Powers. He said, we had a 5'10 corner on the outside, and he held up for us. And we know Gerard was, he was physical. He, he attacked the run game, and he was getting picked on because Pat P on the other side. But that's that's kind of how he alluded to Samuel. Uh, five, he's five eleven, a little bit thicker. But that was the comp he used when it comes to traits. I don't know what it's going to look like on day three, as far as the corners still on the board, and whether you take someone with the picks that the Cardinals still have left, and it's you know three more picks that they have, or excuse me, four more picks that they have to go sixth round fifth round, sixth round, and two in the seventh round. So do you draft a corner? And even if you're getting a corner with one of those four remaining picks, it's later in the draft. They're certainly not as talented as the upper tier corners. My guess is we're going to hear sooner rather than later that a corner or two, maybe even three, will be signed in free agency because that's the route that this is trending in right now, that the Cardinals need to go out and invest 
some money in a cornerback. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can bring up big uh, a lot of names. Richard Sherman, uh, he was a Stanford guy, obviously a smart guy. You know, we'll see where he signs. But uh, I just look at it, you know, whoever they draft tomorrow, they're not going to be a starter. It's, they're not. I mean, it's going to be Butler. It's going to be uh, Alford. And then it's going to be Murphy. I mean, and I know injuries occur. And, you know, they do have some backups. Um, more safeties. I would say safety is really good right now. I know that they liked a couple safeties in this draft if they would have fell to them. But those guys, I mean, you're just going to have to find a guy that, like I said, um, you know, they love Tyson Campbell. They, it, the, the comp is DRC, skinny, fast, uh, raw. I mean, he, and he went first pick, and I'm sure their phone was ringing this morning because everyone's like trying to, and then all of a sudden we started to see some running backs come off the board. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to think, but at this point, they're not going to be a, a day one starter. So you just got to flood the position. And there'll be some free agents they bring in that are going to have to take the minimum. Yeah, and I think we'll get that once the draft is over with because that's something that needs to be addressed. You can't wait any longer. It can't be a time time sign in the month of June. It's It's got to be now. It's got to be in the month of May that you address this cornerback position because at the moment there are just five on the roster. Yeah, and and there was a you know some speculation that maybe they could have taken a tight end today, a Penn State tight end. Again, I don't think he would be as high as Rondell Moore on the Cardinals board. So that's probably why they went a different route. Again, we'll see what happens with Tyler Eifert. He is a free agent. Um, I think the Cardinals would like to get another veteran in here and then bring six to camp. But um, I th- to me, that would have been a luxury pick, a tight end. But, you know, Max is under contract. This is his final year. Darrell Daniels, they, they own his rights for the next couple of years. So you want to get a young guy that you can groom and kind of like a little bit of a pass catcher, but also a blocker. It's going to be a long wait now for the Cardinals who do not pick again until the fifth round. Again, reminder, Bird Gang, no pick in round three. That was part of the Rodney Hudson deal. No pick in round four because of the acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins. And names that Kime did mention as far as, okay, now what do you do? He said, oh, you know, we'll review the board, look at some film, look at the depth chart and see the names of Hudson and Hopkins. And uh, as he said, quote, be appreciative. And I fully accept that. But at the same time, it's, you know, what'd you say it was a, a hundred plus picks before the Cardinals, 111. Will, 111 before the Cardinals are once again on the clock. Yeah. But I mean, at this point in time, just reset your board and uh, stick to it. I mean, I do think they're going to get a corner, though. I do. I really. I, and running back wasn't an option today. I didn't think so either. In fact, in round two, there was only one running back that was selected, and that was the Broncos taking Javante Williams at pick thirty-five overall. So I did. You know, I did. I didn't want to see a running back selected. I was leaning was really eight. heavily towards corner, but Nigel Harris was real close. Yeah, no, I would not have been happy with that selection. I, I, I'll admit that freely right now. After the fact, <laughs> I would not have been happy with that selection. I it just we, all about it's all about we, value. We would, have, we, would have, we would have heard today how potent this Cardinal offense is going to look. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you're paying Hopkins X, and you got wide receivers. <laughs> They're just going to line up and go wishbone. 
I much prefer linebacker Zayvon Collins. Sue MJ, before we close up this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, we did hear from, again, he was at the facility, the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. He was flown out from Oklahoma by owner Michael Bidwell and then got a tour of the facility and addressed the media once again via Zoom. And one comment stood out. His self-confidence is off the charts, but he is certainly confident in his own ability, but he does not allow that self-confidence to get too high. Quote, don't let the ink get in your eyes, end quote. And otherwise, don't believe all the hype. Don't believe all the criticism that might be coming your way. Be confident in your own ability, and Collins is certainly that. He is very confident. Yeah, and I recommend you head to uh, YouTube, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, draft coverage, and they go through the pick, and he's very colorful, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to print up some shirts. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's fascinating. It's great behind the scenes and just how excited he was and they were, and you know, it's his family. No, it, it, again, that's great content. And uh, the organization does a great job with it. Now, Craig, we have our assignment tomorrow. Speaking of content, Cardinals Draft Central presented by Arizona Ford Dealers Day 3. Once the Cardinals are on the clock with their seventh round selection, number 243, myself, UMJ, and Rolando Cantu, will be on the air, so to speak, whether that's YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and bring you Cardinals Draft Central presented by Arizona Ford Dealers. Coverage, analysis of the picks on day three, a day three or total all three-day recap, and then special guests as well. Hope to have uh, maybe a, a, an assistant coach or two to kind of get uh, a little bit more acquainted with these picks, whether that's Rondell Moore or someone that is uh, yet to be selected by the Cardinals. Yeah, so set your clock, and the Cardinals have done a good job. Now the draft went a little bit faster today. It goes to seven minutes, and then it's going to go to five minutes, but they kind of give you an idea where the selections are going to be. So we'll send out a, a notification. And also, I recommend you download the Cardinals app. I mean, it's one-stop shopping. Everything's there for you. You can set your own notification. So... Uh, we try to keep you up to date on that kind of stuff, but turn your notifications on and you know we're going to be live. Rest well, MJ. It is going to be a busy, enjoyable, yet busy day on Saturday to close out the 2021 NFL draft. I noticed the, uh, the, uh, the Packers just took a wide receiver. <laughs> More wide receivers off the board. Don't tell Bertrand Barry that it is an <laughs> offensive league. It's all about the passing game. Don't tell B-Train well, any of that. I was bringing it up because... They finally got Aaron Rodgers a weapon. <laughs> well, that's true, too. Don't forget <laughs> about that storyline. That is not going away. And, oh, no. Well, let's not pick that scab. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that. Bird Gang, again, a reminder. Cardinals Draft Central presented by Arizona Ford Dealers. When the Cardinals are on the clock in the seventh round on day three, Saturday, May 1st. On that note, let's put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals as we recap day two and what the Cardinals did with their one and only selection, drafting wide receiver Rondell Moore out of Purdue. 
As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Rialdu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.